everybody and welcome to our Motivation Assist podcast. And this um, podcast I am delighted to do and I'm delighted to have here with me Nolene, Nolene Rutter. Thank you, Nolene, so much for agreeing to do this. Thanks very much, Ashley, for having me here Not today. at all, not at all. It's our pleasure. And Nolene has the most wonderful story um, and it is an interesting story because no, no, Nolene came to us as a client and is now one of our wonderful consultants um, and does great work here. And thank you for all the work that you thank do you. in helping you change people's that. lives. So, Nolene, tell us, if you don't mind, go back to the beginning. Bring us back to the beginning. Um, first of all, what made you pick up the phone and, and call us? Okay, Ashley, if you can bear with me on my story at the minute. Um, I have to be honest, I've never had a great a healthy attitude where food was concerned. All my kind of adult life, I suppose, once the children came along, it was based food, food, food. And I was one of life, the lifers, you know, the usual slimming clubs and weight reducing diets and gyms. And I was paying out a fortune year in, year out, and I'm still no better. But then, unfortunately, life dealt me a whammer. I lost, I, I lost my son to cancer in August 2015. Now, my son was one of the most healthiest young men, I have to say. Of course, Irish mothers always think their sons are special. I do have a son and a daughter, and both of them are my life. So, but my son, you know, he was very healthy, very active. He, like a young lad, he was 27. He might have had a pizza now and again, but very active. And himself and my daughter, they knew what to eat. They're, the kids nowadays, well, he was kids, you know, even at that age, they're so well up on health and nutrition that when he got diagnosed with cancer, I actually was nearly going to turn around and ask the doctor, where did he get his qualifications from? Because there's no way he could have had cancer. He never drank, never smoked, very active, very healthy, as I say. And himself and my daughter would be in the same kind of ilk, you know, right, well able to look after themselves. So the long story on that was he put up a massive battle for over three years and the whole family went through it with him. But he was so positive right up to the end, he put me to shame. Like even... At this stage, you know, you know, if I wouldn't, he had his chemo, he'd do everything himself. He, he, the only time we had to go for any visits with us, and we always went to make sure we were there for any results he got. So when he finally came to the stage that the cancer just took over, absolutely destroyed the whole family. We were four in a family, and um, four was down to three, absolutely, totally devastated. Still working through it four years down. But unfortunately, whereas we all had to deal with our grief, I turned to food. I could have gone to alcohol, but even in in the depths of the depression and the grief I was in, I knew if I hit the alcohol, I'm really in trouble. So unfortunately, I started eating the wrong things. The weight started to really pile up on me, which was a bad, not a, well, I won't say bad, but not a great attitude to food. At this stage, my total outlook on food of any description was totally unhealthy and ridiculous and then my daughter god bless her she had done the motivation program before was a target member and she could see me sitting there at night stuffing my face 
she knew the weight was piling on. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy because I was grieving. I was feeding my grief with ridiculous food and not feeling any better. I couldn't sleep anyway, but I couldn't sleep then being stuffed with all ridiculous things that I was trying to do, you know, trying to get some kind of comfort, which wasn't possible. So every so often then my daughter would say, Mum, would you not give motivation a try? And I'd say, yeah, I would, but never happened. And this particular night, I know I couldn't even fit into my clothes at this stage. And I'll never forget it. I'm not going to say it was a miraculous thing happened, but I remember sitting on my laptop, eating a large tub of ice cream with a bar of chocolate beside me. And there's my son Garrett's photograph of him playing football, whatever. I just caught him out of corn my eye. Now that's been there for years. And it actually felt like, because uh, he had said it to me many times, it was felt like we say, Mam, will you get your act together? Because a couple of times he would say, are you sitting there where we go out for a walk, take the dog, go for a run, whatever, get your act together. And with that, I know it sounds mad, but being on my laptop, motivation popped up, which it does all the time. And I knew Emer had been going to this. So I had a read of it and it came up. It's not what you eat, it's why you eat. And then the tears just start rolling down my face. It was as if this program was written about me. And then I saw the sign, you know, request a call. Well, I hovered over it. While now I have to admit I'm still eating this ice cream and the chocolate and I kind of says to myself, am I daft hovering over this? So I pressed it and as soon as I pressed it, I kind of thought, what have I done? So I went to bed that night. Again, I couldn't sleep, but that was normal because of the, the grief I was going through. But this time I had something to focus on and I kept thinking to myself, what will I do? Will I answer the phone? Will I actually go ahead with this? Or will I just... Well, I didn't know what to do. I really didn't know what to do. So I woke again in the middle of the night and I took my phone out. And then I started looking it up again and I looked at the different clinics. So the next morning, the nearest clinic to me was NACE. I didn't wait for the call back. I said, I'm going to strike while the iron's hot. So I rang and the girl answered the phone just for information. And now I know how busy the switchboard on the reception is. That poor girl was on the phone to me for over 35 minutes mm -hmm. explaining and what happens. And I was crying, telling her how bad I felt. And I felt if I kept up the way I was going, I was either going to eat myself to obesity or oblivion or, or worse. And she says to me, look, the best thing you did was making that phone call. So she says, I'm going to book you in for an assessment. So I said, fine, go for it. Paid my assessment, thought I'd never get started. It gave me something else to focus on. Now, I am still in the depths of depression at this stage, mm -hmm. but it gave me something to focus on. I came to my appointment really you know, in the zone. And when I started talking to my consultant at the time, her name was Laura, absolutely lovely, lovely girl. And the first thing that struck me was sitting on her own one-to-one, -one. I didn't have to sit in company and everybody talking about how many Mars bars they had, how many crisps they had or what they did and didn't do. This was one-on-one -on -one with me. And I said, this absolutely resonates with me. This is what is going to work for me. I knew the minute I walked across that threshold, this plan was for me. Now, at this stage, I still didn't know how it worked. Mm -hmm. But I loved the confidence I felt the minute I walked in and I spoke to her. She explained how the plan worked, 
she explained what was involved. She explained to me like her commitment to me and was I committed to the plan. And at this stage, I was prepared to do anything. I really needed something to focus on. So she booked me in then for my first visit, which I thought would never happen. I was absolutely chuffed. I wanted to get started there and then. So I got my appointment. So by the time I actually got for my first actual appointment, I had lost weight. Because that girl had me so focused and I felt there's help for me here. That I wasn't on my own. So signed up to the plan. She told me what was available. I did the nutritional plan at the particular time. She gave me my allowances and I told her out straight, I have an awful sweet tooth. I says, it is my downfall. And she says, you've come to the right place. She says, we have protein supplements. And she says, these are going to help your weight loss. They're not going to be a miracle cure. You have to follow the plan, but this is exactly where you need to be. So she gave me the program. I was able to buy my supplements, which I was delighted. I said, I won't be buying bars of chocolate and ice cream. Even I can have yogurt covered. She ticked all the boxes. And then I remember the next morning when I was ready to start. I got my shopping in the day coming back from the first visit. Got all my shopping in, ready to start. And then I kind of went, oh, no, am I going to do this? So all I could hear Laura was saying in my mind, we'll take one day at a time. So I kind of made out my plan for the day. And I looked forward to my protein supplements. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, they were a lifesaver. So I took each day as it came, got my bit of exercise in and I thought my next visit would never arrive. So the next visit, I think I was about 25 minutes early before my appointment. I was determined to get in that door and I was down five pounds. And when she showed me Mm -hmm. the five pound of fat Mm -hmm. that was on her table, I was so delighted. I actually, then I came home and I told my daughter what I had done. And what was her reaction? Her reaction was, oh, ma'am, thank God. It's something less for me to worry about. Oh, wow. So looking back in hindsight, it wasn't fair on me putting her through more trouble. Like she's, there was only her now and then Mm -hmm. her her mum and dad. She'd lost her brother. She didn't want to start losing her mother as well. Mm-hmm. It could easily have happened. It gave me something to focus on. I do have grief issues that I've all, because I've come to motivation, I've decided I'm well able to talk in a counselling session. So I organise myself to come sign some kind of counselling for grief. Mm-hmm. So both work in conjunction with each other. Yes. It gave me a focus. Okay, okay. And then to top it all, my son, Garrett, he left me. I inherited his dog. Mm-hmm. And that dog had to be walked. And that's what made me get out for the exercise. Wow. So everything kind of, it just worked for me. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what worked for me. So even to this yeah. day, that's my exercise. Well, apart yeah. from other things as well. But the dog is walked. Great. And it's only feeling like Garrett says to me, get your act yeah. together, ma'am. And then yeah. Emer actually telling me where I can go she gave me the information I just happened to be in the zone at the time Uh now I have to admit as I said prior to this I've won lifers one of the lifers that has to you know watch your weight all the time but I had really escalated at this stage I had done the regular slimming clubs but this is the only one that actually addressed why I was eating the Mm -hmm. way I was Mm -hmm. so then I just continued on that plan right through and when I reached Target 
it was fantastic. And your target, you um, you lost two and a half stone, I is did, that right? Indeed, okay. yes. Excellent, excellent. And can you remember when you came in at the beginning, can you remember on the second visit discussing your mental weight? So I'm, I'm, oh, I'm guessing then obviously with the grieving yeah. um, and all that going on, that depression would have come up on your, and, and also, you know, we'd often say to clients as well, depression is not always necessarily clinically depressed or you know that you need medication or whatever depression can be I remember when my own father passed away and saying that to Paul's dad who was around a doctor at the time I might need I was feeling down I might need some medication and he said and it always sticks with me you're not depressed Ashling. you're just sad absolutely and that made a lot of sense yeah. to to me at the time so I'm guessing yeah. that came up and that was a big trigger and then um the reward did food reward come up for you you were using the food as on on my mental weight it yeah. did come up sadness, sadness you know depression up, yeah. and we actually yeah. did discuss about depression but the fact yeah. that it was so deep deeply saddened and yeah, broken by the grief yeah and as yeah. a result then you're feeling lonely you think mm-hmm. you're the only one that's feeling like that mm-hmm. and this actually like it showed how badly I was thinking of my behavior with food was ridiculous mm-hmm. I, I, I was just stuffing my face and but I was getting no comfort from it I'd eat it and then it's as soon as I've eaten it I was disgusted I was riddled with guilt you know I was trying to do everything right but when I didn't do it right, it was like an all or nothing. Why did I do it? I couldn't sleep. And it was a vicious circle all over again. And this is why the mental weight absolutely showed mm-hmm. up everything with me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe my attitude to food, you know, and, and eating habits. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. it's really turned my life around. Mm-hmm. And then, as you said there, on one of the early visits, what I loved too about coming was the visualization of when you're at target. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a case of if, it was mm-hmm. when. Mm-hmm. You know, like the motivation with me was a strong emotion with me. And that's, I am emotional eater. And that's what motivation proved to me. You know, this is what I have to address and what I have to address. And talking about this, it doesn't even necessarily mean sadness constantly when I was eating. Even when I, some days I'd have good days, I'd also eat. You know, and again, it's emotion again was making me eat but the target on I found the visualization just something again to focus on what I'd feel like when I was at target what I could wear when I was at target but one of the assist sheets was brilliant well they all were but one that resonated again with me that stuck out was you know your film or your movie what could you see yourself as when you were at target now, mine always, I was always watching these makeover programs, either house makeover or physical makeover. And mine was, you know, when you go on a program and you get the hair and the makeup and the before and after photographs. So I wrote that down and I said, that would be terrific, maybe to be on expose or something like that. And it actually materialised. I remember you telling me that. That's amazing, this, isn't it? The power it of visualisation. materialised. Mm-hmm. When I reached Target and it was Christmas, and I remember Laura saying to me, look, there's a few people from head office. They're going to be going on the afternoon show. If I have a few people to put forward to this, would you mind if I put your name forward? And I said, not at all. I don't mind. Go ahead. Now, I knew there was other people who had lost excessive more than I had lost of weight in, in the NACE clinic. So I really, I said, it's nice to be asked. I wasn't really expecting it. And then I got the phone call after Christmas. 
to say, right, you're on air on, I think it was the 18th of January. I absolutely was gobsmacked. I couldn't talk. And all I kept saying was, oh, please let me get weighed between now and then in case I did any damage over Christmas. So the long and the short was we were brought, was four of us, brought down to Cork for the afternoon show, hair, makeup, a photo session. What a day. So I met Maura and Dahi, and it was terrific. Right, I just deviated. I thought I was saying expose, but I ended up on the afternoon show. So that, to me, is a major, major boost to me, and it was to my confidence. Wow, what a story. And I've always, I always <laughs> said, gosh, if I ever got working again, I would love to get into that business, because I knew how it felt to watch that scale come down every week and also to watch the fat come down. Like, I didn't want to just get focused on numbers on the scales, but how, I, again, the visualisation, how I felt in clothes. And, and I, the fact that we were eating all these protein, which wouldn't have been my thing. I could have been more carbs than a vegetable person. It, it didn't get that gaunt look. That was a major factor too. And actually, people said to me, it took years off me. Now, I did know it was grief as well, didn't help, but it did take years off me. And I really have a much, much more healthier respect now for lifestyle and food and proper outlook on life at the moment now because of... And I have to attribute it to motivation. I really do. And you look great, as you oh, say. Thanks Don't very look much. Good. You're yeah. glowing, oh. you're, you know, you're, and you're a lovely, lovely yeah. person. Um, and, you know, when something from listening to you, it's, it's such a lovely, lovely story. It's a sad story. Um, I believe everything happens for a reason. We, we, we always say that Dr. Larocque himself, our founder, he would word it in, in he says there are no accidents. Um, everything does happen for a reason. I'm, I'm a big believer in that. Um, and, um, I, I certainly think, you know, I'm, I don't have a huge amount to say because, Nolene, that, that is just, I think, the most wonderful, amazing story. And for sure, the phrase comes to mind that, you know, sorry about, I didn't realise only until a few weeks ago about Gareth and, and mm. your story, um, which is sad. And the one thing that comes to mind for me is that, you know, it is a loss. Gareth is your loss, that old phrase, you're now our gain. You know, Thank you. because you're Thank a wonderful, you. wonderful Thank consultant. You. And I've absolutely no doubt that I believe in angels and all that. I've no doubt that Gareth is looking down on you. You better walk that dog. Yeah, you've no choice. <laughs> said that. Emer yeah. just say that too. She says, yeah. Mom, everything happens for a yeah. reason. He knew yeah. what he was doing, leaving you that dog. There you go. There yeah. you go. And how is life for you now, just out of interest, when you are sitting down? Um, how has it changed? How's, how's your life different now, having done the programme? Having done the programme to me, straight away, I can say, because of a healthier attitude now to breakfast, dinner, lunch, whatever, I'm not consumed with food anymore. I eat now because I know I have to eat to keep healthy. But I don't have to think, you know, what we do for dinner today, what we do for whatever. Whereas before I was constantly going from meal to meal. Now I know I need to eat for sustenance, but I don't need to eat per se. There is life out there. Like it's only kind of nearly 20% I would think about food. The rest is lifestyle to me. You know, I, I'm not consumed by food anymore. I have a more healthier outlook on, on food and life. 
And did you say to me, I think we, we talked um, in other podcasts about the importance of maintenance. We're always saying how important it is to, when you reach your target, come for checkups. Um, and I think you, you might have mentioned to me, as I hear from clients all the time, oh, I don't need to come in. I have all the tools. Is, is that what you said to me? That's exactly, Ashling, what I did. I reached target and I had... I reached Target and then I actually bought add-ons and whatever as we would have done. I didn't realise I was going to get to it as quickly as I did, which I was so delighted with. So I kind of hovered for a while and then I thought to myself, I can do this. I had all the tools, I had uh, the books, I had the CDs which were out at the time. I had all my diaries, I had my food plans and I thought to myself, do you know what, I, if I did that in that space of time, I can keep this up. So when my membership kind of came near the end, I actually kind of says to the to the girl on reception, no, I can manage. I was offered a maintenance, but in my naivety, I didn't take her up on it, which was a big mistake. Big, big mistake. I kept the weight off, I could say, for about a year, year and a half, because I did follow the plan. But then I started to realise my portion sizes were getting a little more generous. Or if I would deviate, you know, for a while, I'd say, I sure I can pull back tomorrow. And tomorrow we came next week. And then I started to realise, no way, this is ridiculous. After I'm after doing the programme, I'm actually sabotaging myself. So I says, no, this is time. Pull back here. I rang up and I booked back in to the Beacon Clinic. So when I got back in on the Beacon, I explained what had happened. I didn't do the maintenance. I knew straight away I should have got back on plan, got back on target, doing brilliant at it. But in the meantime, you see, I had been out of work for two years and I decided it was time to go back to work. So work came along. It was just a part-time job and it kind of interfered with me coming back to finish my um, visits because I wanted to go on maintenance so I had the plan to continue on and do maintenance but when the, this other job came along again it was only a part time uh, I went back working never got to the maintenance as such although I was still coming for visits but I knew it wasn't for me I definitely wasn't going to stay in that job and I, this isn't really like a light bulb moment I got the prompt on my phone there was a job in motivation in Dawson Street and I said to myself now if this is not Gareth telling me mom get your act together again I'd put in for it one way or the other I was I had as I said I had started another job I had still a few sessions left but I had planned to come back anyway there's no way I was ever letting it go again definitely going on the maintenance plan so I came from my interview into Dawson Street again I walked in the door and I says oh gosh this job is for me it has to be for me this time so I sat with with Nadine on the interview and she asked me questions like the usual what makes you think you'd be good for this job so I explained that I was a target member and again I told her what I could and couldn't do and I actually did say to her I think at this stage if I did have clients I would know their pitfalls. I would know excuses that we were able to do. And, you know, we could, I could help her that way. I just said to her, I think I would be an asset to the company. The fact I had the experience behind it. Like on reception, I think I came from the job as receptionist. But I said I would, I would be delighted to help out consultants at all, like weigh-ins or anything. So I had actually told her I was going to um, come back and finish my visits. 
And she told me, though, gosh, I think there was nearly 100 people in for the job. She says to me, you would be up on the top, she says. Don't do anything yet. And I, I thought to myself, is that a good or a bad thing? And next thing, the next day, I got an email to say, you know, if you like, would you be able to go out for a trial out to Swords? So Swords came along, went out to Swords, sat in reception in Swords. The girls out there are really, really nice. And again, I was thinking, oh, Lord, I'd love this. I really would love this. So I was to ring Nadine back. And in the meantime, I met Robbie. Didn't realise it was a second interview. So we had a chat. And when I rang Nadine back, I just thought, I said, Nadine, I'd love this. Yeah, really, really liked it. So that's when she offered me the job. And since then, I have been absolutely delighted. I'm where I was meant to be. And you are, as I said, um, your losses are gain because you. you are an absolute asset to motivation and, and to the programme. Can I ask you... Um, you, I know, had said something interesting, very interesting to me with regard to the cost right. of, um, yeah. on, of what you had yeah. spent on programmes. When you actually mentioned that figure to me, I was flabbergasted. Can you remember how I, much you said you would have spent I on do. other programmes? As I said previously, kind of all my adult life, I suppose, since I had my children, I had to watch my weight. I didn't have a healthy attitude to food. So I went to the normal Weight Watchers, Slimming World, Uni-Slim, and they were all roughly around the tenner a week anyway. But that was, you're talking 10 euro a week, 52 weeks of the year. So straight away, that's 520 euro for plans. That, I have to be honest, any calorie deficit program, if you cut your calories, you're going to lose weight. But I never knew why I was eating the way I did. I never addressed my problems. So I literally, once I knew I could eat a certain amount of food, I'd eat it, the weight would drop. The weight would drop, next thing I'd eat it again, I'm back to square one again. So I had done that for years and years and years. I could safely say 15, 20 years. So you're talking five years, you know, alone, if it's 500 or 10 years, 5,000. I, I have actually spent about... 10, 15,000 over the years on slimming clubs. So when I joined here and I paid the initial price, which I was quite prepared to do, I knew this was going to work and I found out about the supplements. I was quite prepared to pay them as well because my shopping bill just reduced. I wasn't buying any cakes. I wasn't buying family packs of crisps or family packs of chocolate. What I was saving on my shopping bill was paying for motivation and I had money over. So I was on a win-win situation straight away. And then as well, the added benefit of me on this program, my family are following a healthy lifestyle. You know, there I leave and buy and bring home motivation supplements to them. My husband loves them. You know, and it, that's great for him. He didn't even realise he's on a healthy regime. You know, so it's a win-win situation all round. Super, super. Yeah. So you say everybody wins. Everybody, everybody wins, is winning is super, on this. Super. And I can save to say only for my daughter. And she didn't force me. She planted the seed until I was ready. And I took it. And so I thank you to zone. your daughter also. Exactly. Wonderful. Exactly. Both your children. Both your children. So, guys, just to mention to you, um, you can actually book an assessment visit online now um, on our website. And an assessment visit is only €25. Euros. So I would, if you, if 
um, Nolene's story has um, re you've related to it in any way. Your emotional issues don't have to be as sad or as big or whatever. It could be just simple advice that you need or help that you need. Um, but that's what we're here for is to help you. So I would encourage you to go online um, book an assessment. It's only 25 euros. There's no commitment. And come in, meet our lovely consultants, just like Nolene here. See our lovely clinic. Have a chat with, with someone. And um, we can go through the programme details. And certainly I would say don't put it off. Take, make that, that, um, make that move. You know, don't think about it too long. And you're saving yourself, as you see, as you Absolutely, said, Nolene, yeah. a fortune. And yes. most of all, keeping the weight off. So the maintenance is, is so Maintenance important. to me is vital now. And I explain that to all my clients that when they start and that when they reach target, maintenance is next to focus on. And you can see people's eyes lighting up when I say when, not if. They know that I, they, I have their trust and I will do everything in my power to help them. I will offer them all the tools that's required. And if they follow the program, they will get the results they desire and then they will reach target and go on maintenance. And that trust is a big thing, isn't it? You already oh, mentioned absolutely. that, that it's private, yes. it's individual, um, it's one-to-one. -one. You did mention to me that you felt, and you said it there earlier, the fact that you were grieving, you wanted to talk to somebody privately, yes. not in a, in a big group situation. That's a huge thing. So it's, it's absolutely. Yeah, it's all I one -one. couldn't at that stage sit listening to everybody. I just felt because I didn't want to break down in front of other people and I didn't want to monopolise the conversation either that I had the monopoly on grief but it did help absolutely really super yeah absolutely super. Yes. So listeners, I um, I have no doubt that you found that story very moving as I did also. I have the tissues here in the middle of the table. We didn't get to, we didn't have to use them, but I think we were both a bit teary-eyed, obviously, because yeah. look at, we're only human. And I'm yeah. always saying it's good to cry. It's good for the soul. And if we don't cry, what are we doing instead? We're blocking emotions and we're eating. So that's what it, it's all about. Um, so I would encourage you to book an assessment online, come in and meet lovely consultants like No. Nolene, I cannot thank you enough for sharing your story. Um, as I say, your loss is honestly our gain. And keep walking that dog because Gareth's watching down on you. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much, Ashley, because I honestly don't think I would be here today if I didn't come to motivation. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting opposite you. I don't know I could be in an obesity clinic now or even worse, could have been a heart attack ready to happen. Thank God it's not.